Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. What is the problem? Got all the questions. everybody to freak out. This is the new way. This the new day. It is roughly in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. So those diff thongs and triff thongs and dark elves and rising intonation are said to be sexier. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now he. Armstrong and Getty. So New Zealand accents, Australian accents, they're all derivatives of the English accent, right? Because they were colonies and they just have changed over time. Is that what happened? Yes. So it'd be a mixture of the English accent with whatever they used to speak centuries ago. Is that what happened? Well, I just think it mutates when you get away from the fatherland. I was just or trying the to think or the uncle land. I've always been interested. Nobody knows what the founding fathers sounded like. Nobody has any idea what their accent was like. Mm. You know, it'd be a similar situation. Centuries earlier, it was all English as in spoken in England, although we don't really know what that sounded like. And then mixed with whatever we got in the States. I don't know. Who knows what Ben Franklin sounded like? Probably a quirky British accent. Probably. Live from Studio C. Baby or a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, everybody, we're on under the tutelage of our general manager, Juan Guaido, the rightful ruler of Venezuela, and supported by virtually every free nation on earth that matters, with one notable exception. Our neighbor, Mexico, which is joined with Iran and North Korea and China, and Russia, to support Fat Maduro. Mexico, are you kidding me? Mexico? Seriously? We're not going to make uh, build a wall and make you pay for it. We're going to build a holodome and, like, and like not let you in at all anymore. Hmm. With no trade. No trade. We'll make our own damn tortillas. <laughs> we'll grow our own damn avocados. Hmm. We'll just forget about tequila and drink gin. Screw you, Mexico. And that's foreign policy. And, uh, of course, today is exciting. You know why? Because we got yet another Trump is Hitler or Nixon or something hearing. Yet another one of those. Isn't there one of those a week? Oh, God. And this time the Attorney General is going to be grilled on live television by uh, members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, which includes, if you want to up the... Oh, I'll up the ante. If you want to... Oh, that's exciting. If you want to up the ante of the stupidity of these hearings that never really accomplish anything... Right. You got three presidential candidates involved looking Uh, to make their bones in uh, Klobuchar, Booker, and Kamala Harris from California. Could be some all-time grandstanding. No doubt. When they get to those people, it's just, I don't know. I've actually appreciated recently, I agree with, 
Uh, Nadler, he's the Democrat who runs the House Judiciary Committee, or Intelligence Committee. Gerald uh, and Neck Nadler. But, so he's been saying, when they talk to Barr, he wants to have a, a lawyer do it, not the individual Congress people, a lawyer do it, and Barr's uh, resistant to that. But anyway, Nadler's been making the argument that we have been making for years. It's just, you know, convenient to him that he's deciding to say this now, but... He said, these hearings never accomplish anything. Each individual asks their own question, usually gives a speech that benefits them politically, and it's not part of an overall investigation, and we never learn anything. Well, that's been true of these things my entire life, since I was a little kid watching these. But the answer, so we'll let our staffers do it for us, it's ridiculous. It has always been true. Each individual person says whatever's going to look best for them back in their district or their state. Well, how many of us are in here? Six of us bunch of doofuses were doing it. We'd say, all right, we got to coordinate it so we're not just jumping all over us. So I'll start out with blah, and then you follow up. Right. And then, but I they mean, don't do it that way. Well, screw them then. <laughs> but with three presidential <laughs> yeah. candidates, it's going to be, yeah. And you know what else? Lindsey Graham is now the chair, and he ain't going to put up with any hijinks, and he'll jump in if it gets, if it gets nutty. Mm-hmm. So that could be very exciting. So today's the Senate? Is yeah. that right? Yeah, and the yeah. House is tomorrow or something like that? If he shows up, he says he's not going to show up if it's not the Congress people questioning him. I don't know. So I've seen the polls of Americans' attitudes about the whole Mueller report thing, mm-hmm. and and it ain't fascination at this point. I expect fireworks today, though, and people do like fireworks. People yelling at each other, even if you don't understand what it is. Right. Two people yelling at each other is always exciting. Fight, fight. Um. So that's later today. Boy, and you just you put in that special sauce, the secret sauce of a presidential election with people running for president, and then they really got an opportunity to to say something crazy. It will be a festival of stupid. Oh, no doubt. Enjoy. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. Every once in a while, I try and cook for my girlfriend, and this is how it goes. It's basically, okay... I start asking her questions. How do you season this? And uh, where is this located? And how do I do this? And so pretty soon, by halfway through, she goes, let me do it. That's you know? the way. That's exactly the way you do a lot of projects. Yeah. If you don't want to do them, you do them poorly until the person watching you just takes over. No, but I do need to learn to cook. <laughs> I want to get Why? the big chef's hat and the kiss the cook bib and all that stuff. Why do you need to learn to cook? Well, Sounds I think like I you should. you just want to I mean... dress up like a cook. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Good enough. Maybe you like the outfit. Yeah. I, I need to learn to cook. I mean, if she ever leaves me, I want to at least be able to still make good meals, you know. I can make, to end up starving like a Venezuelan. Yeah. I, can make, I can make macaroni and cheese. I can make hamburger gravy. That's about it. I can make a bowl of cereal. Oh, man, I make a mean bowl of cereal. I it's, can do mac and cheese. Yeah, we had that last night. Man, macaroni and cheese. I was talking about this with my son. Macaroni and cheese with some ketchup on it. That's a good meal right there. Hamburger gravy, not sausage gravy? Have you, do you ever make sausage gravy? Sometimes, but I usually make hamburger gravy. Has Laura ever eaten hamburger gravy? What's that? you got to put a lot of salt and pepper on it. What's ah. that? Has Laura ever had uh, hamburger gravy? She will, nobody will taste it. Nobody will taste my hamburger gravy. <laughs> well, it looks like vomit. It well, looks it exactly looks like, like... It doesn't look similar to vomit. It looks exactly like vomit. <laughs> it looks like what may come out of a large ungulate's nose. Like <laughs> if an elk blows its nose. That's what that gravy would look like. You put it on anything? You just eat spoonfuls of it? Did somebody say they'd give you $50 if you worked ungulate into the show? Or how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading a lot about uh, mountain lions lately, and they like to eat ungulates. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well as the tradition into uh, Positive Sean Chateau Relaxo 2.0 continues. I finally got internet connected yesterday. I exist! 
Give me that slow dopamine drip right into my veins. Yes, please. Yes, please. I'm looking at videos on YouTube. I'm listening to podcasts again, of course, of this show. Because every over day after and over work, again, right? I listen to this show just to make sure we didn't make any mistakes. Uh, and uh, and yeah, it was. It, it's very nice. I'm still probably. Forty percent of my stuff still in boxes. Got to figure out what is actually keepable. I'm actually doing a good job. Forty percent of my stuff is still in boxes and has been for decades. <laughs> it can just stay there sometimes. Yeah, I'm doing a good job of figuring out stuff that I'm actually trying to get rid of, which is uh, I, I feel very nice about. Oh, that kills the fun of it. That's a good idea. Just keep moving it from place to place. <laughs> I uh, I had not moved around. All my moving around was pre-internet, but I can see how that'd be one of the first things you want to get going. It, I tried to have it before. The the day I got my keys, I tried to time it where I was I- installed there, but there was paperwork stuff. They it wasn't. They had to drill a new hole, and the person who could approve the drilling wasn't there, so it got rescheduled. So I don't know. It was it was had to 48. drill a new hole for the internet tubes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very high tech. But yeah, I can see how that'd be the first thing you want hooked up. Because uh, Sean, 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 if you're living in a cardboard box, just tell us. All right. My commute is very short now. <laughs> He's I'd, living in the parking lot. I'd rather have my internet hooked up when I move in than than heat. I'd rather shiver in the corner with a blanket as long as I've got the internet to look at you under can my blanket. Throw on a blanket. <laughs> exactly. You can't <laughs> throw on connectivity. <laughs> Please. I'll huddle under, under my blanket, blanket shivering, but at least I'm like tweeting. At least I'm getting likes on my tweets. <laughs> that warms me. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. I got a uh, surprise. The state slipped some money into my bank account the other day. Yes, a surprise tax refund. Yeah, this has been bothering me lately. In the last year, I got a check from the state, no, you overpaid. Then I got a letter saying, no, you way underpaid. Right. Wait a second, what's going on here? Yeah, plus you owe us a little interest on that money that you shouldn't have gotten. But sure. you sent me a check saying <laughs> I overpaid like a month ago. Right. What the hell? It's a little scary. Well, I'm going to ignore all that. I'm going to spend that money. <laughs> there you go. I'm making a financial investment in the Kentucky Derby, and I thought, gentlemen, once again, I'd bring home the bacon. Oh, Fantastic. Marvelous. If you win, of course. Um, so uh, No, today. With my, he already won. The, the, state, gave him, the, the state, state gave him money. Oh, you're getting, wow. you're, getting, you're <laughs> being fed by the state. Wow. You, Finally. So you kind of look at that as gambling wins. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Why not? <laughs> I think it's a great idea if you get a, a tax refund to gamble on it with it. I think everybody should do it. It's essentially just house money at that point. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Wow. Double your money. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on How Did It Get to Be This Already? The 1st of May? May 1st, Wednesday. Rent's due. The year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty... It's too damn high. You know, <laughs> you've, you've made that point before. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. <laughs> you know, if, I, if you hadn't played that, Michael, I'd have been so bummed. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules. Regs, here we go at Mark. Privacy gives us the freedom to be ourselves. This is the, the next chapter for our services. I get that a lot of people aren't sure that we're serious about this. I know that we don't exactly have the, the strongest reputation on privacy right now, to put it lightly. Oh, that's hilarious. Wow. I like his kind of grinning, chuckling. I know, I know he might not believe his ha-ha. You're evil. Hey, hey, remember when I sold all you guys out? And you remember, <laughs> you remember that when I went on TV and before Congress and said it's the most important thing to us is your privacy, and then you found out again I was still using your information secretly and lying to you? Oh, that was something, wasn't it? So it seems a little rich. 
that I'm the guy up here saying it, but I'm here to ask you to buy it a fifth time. You know, you, will anybody buy this out of my mouth for the fifth time? <laughs> you have been saying this for a long time. What have you been saying for a long time? I say all sorts of ass. I don't know. You've been saying Zuckerberg is eagle. He's the Antichrist. Oh, he's whatever. the Antichrist. Yeah, I clearly. just thought he's just a, he's a businessman. He's conniving. He's not as forthcoming. Listen to that right there. It's kind of chuckle. I know we might not be the best. He is actually evil. Mm. He's actually a bad person. I was unwilling to admit that he was. He's just actually a bad human being. I, I think. don't know if he started out bad or if he just became twisted by having all this money and power. And it's he's, he's got this ginormous enterprise perched on his shoulders. And he's responsible for making it continue, and so he makes decision after decision after decision that's bad for mankind. He's actually a liar and a bad person. I think so, and yeah. doesn't And doesn't get how transparently he is a bad person. He just, still doesn't get it, apparently. Oh, I know we might not be the best messenger for this, but oh my God. <laughs> wow, dude. I, I believe there to be a tiny minority of people who feel like we do. Most people are just glad to have their Facebook. Oh, wow. What are the headlines, Marshall Phillips? Barr faces the Senate as more supposed controversy swirls around the Mueller report. We've got conflict in Venezuela expected to come to a head today and some new hope for kids with autism. Coming up. Good stories. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Very funny. The peeps bring in the humor. We appreciate a funny mailbag. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. Talk about that later. It's a good story, right? It's got to be good news. It is good news. Yeah. The American dream, in quotes, a frequently abused term, depending on you know, person's politics. Endless supply of chocolate pie. That's my American dream. And no weight gain. So, oh, yes. That, please. Yes, please. Mailbag. <laughs> Marshall with his news coming up in the story that is roiling Washington, D.C. and will roil the hearings today. You're a roiler. Oh, I forgot the, the freedom-loving quote of the day. Where is it? I don't know. Stand up for freedom. Here's the freedom. Joe get it. Here's your freedom. I said that. As Billy Joel used to say at the end of all his concerts, don't take any ass from anybody. That's your American freedom quote of the day. Did he really, uh, did he really say that? Yeah. Every concert he ended with... Don't take any ass off anybody. Wow, that's interesting. Hmm. Try to keep your car on the road. It's more good to, you know. It's a little combative there, piano man. <laughs> All right, here's a freedom-loving quote of the day from uh, TJ, Thomas Jefferson, whose school kids don't even learn about anymore in California. They learn about right. Cesar Chavez and, and other people. And who, some names I don't even yeah. recognize, and I'm a history nut. Yeah. Uh, I predict future happiness for Americans if they can prevent the government from wasting the labors of the people under the pretense of taking care of them. There you go. Good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. 
Uh, Pam writes, I told my husband we have to go through two entire baseball seasons, including playoffs and World Series, before we vote for the president. That's incredible. He looked at me shocked, and all he could say was, no way. When you put it that way, it's funny. uh, uh, Something presidential politics came up yesterday, and uh, my wife, who doesn't pay attention to this stuff, she said, when's the election? I said, oh, geez, not for almost two years. She said, what? Mm. Why are we talking about this then? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Very good question. It's another Thomas Jefferson quote. The most valuable of all talents is that of never using two words when one will do. Sean, I'm going to put that on a poster and hang it in your new place. I don't understand why. (laughs) Jack, this one's for you. Since you've brought to the show the pleasures, the delights of Himalayan salt. Oh, right. The pink salt. The pink salt. That's so much healthier, except it's not. The only salt anyone really should take in. Only it is, but that's fine. Alert Alert listener Mark with a C writes, uh, Dear Jack and Joe, I was slipping through a magazine to work, came across this nice, first of all, nice use of where you work hours. Says a guy who used to do that all the time, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Came across this nifty device. I thought I would share it with you. I know Jack in particular is fascinated with the Himalayan salt craze happening across the world, and it is indeed a... Himalayan salt inhaler. Oof, inhaling salt. Yeah, our Himalayan Urgh. salt inhaler includes 100% pure pink Himalayan salt crystals for complete relief. That uh, makes my nose burn. Yeah, well, uh, for for thousands, for hundreds of years, people with respiratory ailments have found relief in the salt caves of uh, the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, the key to wealth is convince people that, uh, tell people that this ingredient will make you healthier. Yes. Which is true. <clears throat> Ignore the part that you get plenty of that in your diet regularly anyway. But concentrate it, put it in a package or a bottle or a bag and sell it to them. Yeah. You don't actually snort the salt up your nose, you just sniff at it. In this product. Oh, really? Isn't that fabulous? <laughs> That's a little like a leave of the, or the headache thing, whatever it is. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Head on! That's what I was trying to think of. Head on! You're talking about people selling Himalayan salt that you just sniff at and it's supposed to have health benefits. Himalayan salt inhalers, Jack. That's like head-on applied directly to the forehead. Head-on applied directly to the forehead. Insinuating that it's going to help you with your headache and people bought it to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. So what sort of salt do you sniff? Morton's? Why haven't I... Western salt? Not pink Himalayan salt? Why haven't I gotten into the phony health benefits business? Conscience? That's a lot of money. Idiot. Well, maybe I should look at it this way. Somebody is going to take their dollar. Why not me? Right. Well, that is what uh, people who engage in that sort of thing often tell themselves. I can't rip off the old. I can't rip off children. I can't rip off the mentally uh, impaired. I've got to figure out who I can rip off guilt-free. <laughs> maybe like Marxist college professors. Ooh, I could rip them off and be happy about it. Mm. And they'd be pretty defraudable, too, because they'll fall for frickin' anything. <laughs> uh, we got to talk about Zuckerberg's speech yesterday and play some more of it. That's really good stuff. Senator, right there. we'll get you the highlights and play them for you. And USA Today with a story today, Facebooking while black. What that is all about. Oh, boy. We'll get to that. But there's a hearing today in a big Washington Post bombshell for some people out today. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Attorney General William Barr is going to be testifying about the Mueller report this morning before the, before the Senate Judiciary Committee. 
His appearance comes following a Washington Post report last night that Special Counsel Mueller told the Justice Department he was frustrated with the portrayal of his findings in the Russia probe. Mueller saying that Barr's summary of the report's conclusions lacked context, which along with the resulting media coverage was confusing the public. But he reportedly also added in that letter that nothing in the Attorney General's letter was inaccurate or misleading. Now, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich telling Fox News the timing of this report in the WAPO that Mueller reached out to Barr is somewhat questionable. I assume somebody wanted to leak it to maximize the embarrassment to Barr and to set up the questions for the hearings the next two days. You know, look, the, the deep state in Washington has played these games for the whole history of the country. Uh, this is not something new. No, well, it's clearly time. It's not a coincidence that uh, Devlin Barrett, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show at the Washington Post, was shown this letter yesterday, and the story came out last night. I mean, so I, I don't even see that as exciting news. <laughs> the, the timing of this was to embarrass them. That's the way right, they play right. this game. Right. Um, Worth pointing out. The uh, Sure. The arguing about it will be interesting today in the hearings. because So your headline in the Washington Post is, Mueller complained that Barr's letter did not capture the context of the Trump probe. The New York Times version of the same story is, Mueller objected to Barr's description of the Russia investigation. So they're going to be arguing, the Democrats are going to be arguing, this shows that Barr was shading things to make Trump look better. There'll be a lot of drilling down on that today, and I'm sure Lindsey Graham will try to stand up for the other side. I think Lindsey Graham will point out that the whole report is out now. So Barr's four-page characterization that was briefly the object of interest is utterly irrelevant. I mean, to the whole Mueller report thing, it is completely irrelevant. If you want to argue that Barr's political, well, gee, a political attorney general, that would be a shock to the system. So he, he was... Lapo wasn't that interested in Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch, I noticed. He was asked, Barr was asked, did, uh, does uh, Mueller agree with your conclusion in the, in the, the summary? And he said, I don't know, um, a couple of weeks ago. So they're going to ask him about that because this would suggest that Mueller called him on the phone and said he wasn't happy with it. And he said that he doesn't know what Mueller felt about it. So that will be drilled down on also. Venezuelans expected to fill the streets once again today. And what opposition leader Juan Guaido promises will be the largest march in the country's history. This coming a day after Guaido called for Venezuela's military to force out President Nicolas Maduro. Maduro, for his part, was on TV last night saying the opposition has tried to impose what he called an illegitimate government with the support of the U.S. and neighboring Colombia. Now, we got an outstanding email from a person in the know about, uh, about the situation in Venezuela perspective that really people, nobody including us, is, is hitting you with. So we'll get to that eventually. But so the, the only countries on the side of the old leader are Iran, Russia, North Korea, Cuba, uh, Bolivia, and uh, Russia, and Mexico, China, Mexico. China and Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Mexico is the real outlier there. To Joining with the authoritarian communist and or socialist regimes of the world. Yeah. Now, I know an old uh, Labrador retriever. The new uh, the new president is a lefty. 
but I didn't think he was that loud. No, you don't want to join with North Korea, Russia, and Cuba on anything. They, they have twenty to 25,000 Cuban soldiers yep. in Venezuela right now, and that's who Maduro hung out with all day yesterday. He was at their base, not a Venezuelan base. Well, it is a Venezuelan base, but that's where right. Cuba's headquartered there. Um, he didn't trust his own troops yesterday. Huh. Uh, and despite Maduro's public bluster, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says he was all set to leave the country. He was, he was ready to go. He'd, he'd made a decision that uh, we've been urging him to make for quite some time. Uh, and then he was, uh, he was diverted from that action by the Russians. Uh, we, we, hope, we hope he'll reconsider and get back on that plane. So the Russians talked him out of leaving? Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. That, see, this is, this is where I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. That may or may not be true. Of course. We are trying as hard as we can to to get the message to the, especially the military elite, that dude is yesterday, man. <laughs> you got to get with tomorrow or you're going to find yourself in a jail cell or up against the wall. So there were a number of Republicans and Democrats talking yesterday about how we have national interest in Venezuela and, you know, should at least consider getting involved in that. Mm. Um, is our national interest that they have such incredible oil reserves and Russia and Iran and these awful countries want a part of that? Is that is that the interest? You know, that is part of it. More primarily, I think it's the, the good old Monroe Doctrine right. that we don't let n- n- evil people ooch around in our hemisphere. And you have a heavy Cuban communist presence in that country now. Uh, you have Russia attempting to establish a foothold in South America. And and just for the purpose of screwing with us, it's not going to happen. No, 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 Ruski friendly oil superpower in our hemisphere, please. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So, so, so Pompeo says the fat old communist says the fat old communist was on the plane ready to go. Right. Leave the country. Right. He'd and, already ordered a cocktail. And po- <laughs> Can I get a drink before takeoff? No, they hadn't brought it around <laughs> right. on the little tray. That's the part about first class, the, the only great part about first class. And I don't drink anymore, but when you getting a drink before you take off, well, the, the peasants in the back, right. I almost never fly first class. When the peasants in the back, uh, yeah. you know, we'll really want their drink. Right. You're already sitting up there drinking a drink. How's your Diet Coke coming along, <laughs> peasants? <laughs> That's Jack in first class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first-class Jack, they call him. <laughs> the two times I got to fly first class. <laughs> so now your Southwest Airlines, they don't have the cart that goes up and down. They take your order, then wander up front, and then come back with little trays. Fifteen and, minutes later. Well, yeah. I, I think the cart's more efficient. Absolutely it's more How would it not be more efficient? Well, right. So why no cart on Southwest? Is it for the weight or the space or something? Security, so people I mean, can walk up and drink around. eventually, but... I want it now. I guess it's, they squeezed another half a seat into the, into the aisle way that they could sell for now full they price. Can't get it through. Yeah. So they just hire skinny flight attendants to, to tray serve the drink. Right, right. Bring them out four at a time. Like past orders. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there going to be more of this in Venezuela today? We get to watch live on television with people running in the streets and throwing rocks? I I would say so, yes. Uh, May 1st, the traditional something or other. Depends who you ask. Mm. It's either a communist holiday or a workers celebration or the the beginning of spring and you dance about the schoolyard or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, 0-2. Right, Vin. (laughs) We're going to keep you up to date on all these stories today on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
President Joe Biden released a new campaign video today where he ended with, I'm Joe Biden and I approve this massage. I mean message. <laughs> well, so that's lingering. That, uh, oh. that theme. Uh, geez, looking up at the TV and they got a story about tiny houses. How did tiny houses become such a thing? Is it because houses got so much bigger and were long? Uh, I don't know. But it's, it's like a swing back way the other way. I thought about this the other day when I was at uh, somebody's house um, who's, uh, it's pretty small, but it's actually like the size of the house I grew up in, mm-hmm. but that's that's way below the average house size today. I'm not talking about rich people, I'm talking about the average house size. Right. Way below the average house size, which I grew up with mom, dad, three kids, and and, and never thought, oh my God, we're, <laughs> we're, we're all, we're crawling on top of each other. It was just fine. No, it was just how you grew up. I had a conversation with another guy about that, kind of insane thing. And then houses grew. said we were poor, but I had no idea of it. But <laughs> houses houses grew in size with a lot of just wasted space, entryways, you, areas that nobody uses. Grand really. entries. Uh, but, but now oh, the my, tiny, your entry is grand. Thank you. But now the tiny, tiny house thing is catching on where people just seem to like the idea of kind of a small... This I is, don't this know is how many people like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the belief. I think it's... Economic that people are pretending is lifestyle choice. But, but I agree with that. But I do think there's a I don't need all this space thing going on. Right. You realize sure. I don't. I just don't need this much space. Yeah. yeah. Especially when when there are less and less people with with kids, and if you do have kids, you have fewer kids. Mm-hmm. Why would houses be twice the size for two people and one kid, or right. two people and no kids? Yeah. What are you doing? For my Gatsby parties. <laughs> You I don't know. know. Uh, well, our last house was was large. It was not enormous, but it was it was pretty large, and and it was laid out so that the stairway is two stories, and the stairway to the bottom floor, the main floor was the top floor because it was on a hill, so I could look down on people. But <laughs> um, but the stairway was all the way at the end of the house. You were tired of figuratively looking down on people, right? And I wanted to try it literally for a while. Yes. And plus, you know, I wanted to be able to chuck objects at them. <laughs> From above. Uh, anyway, so uh, if 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 indeed the 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 stairway was at I guess it was at the it doesn't matter the uh, east end of the house. If you were at the west end upstairs, and somebody was at the west end downstairs, and the stairway was all of that because that's the only really effective way to yell to get people's attention um, is down the stairs. You know, anybody who's lived on a two story and has two Can't story you send house Jeeves with a message. Well, I well, he, he is so lazy. Um, <laughs> So we had two choices. One would be a Walmart style. Declan, dinner is ready. If you could report to the dining room, please. Declan to the dining room. Uh, we didn't have that. So I finally figured out I could get on my hands and knees and shout into the uh, the vent that the heat came out of. We like did that. Go, go through the pipes. Hey, Big D! And I'd hear from below, Yeah, what? Dinner's ready. Coming. When I, when, I was a, when I was a kid, and this definitely wasn't a big house, but it was just the basement. There, that was the most yelling through the heating vent or through the laundry chute. There was a hole in the... Ah, the laundry chute. That's yeah. a thing that used to fascinate me as a kid. We didn't have one. Oh, I knew somebody you did. It's just a hole. It's just a hole. It's a pipe it was, from one place. It's like a wormhole. But in our bathroom, our one bathroom, and everybody lived, everybody was fine. Mm. Our one bathroom, there was just a hole in the wall with a little door, and you opened it up, and you threw your dirty socks in there, and it went down to the basement and landed in a big pile. Did you ever try to by the washing down there? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, many times. Uh, <laughs> but it was at such an angle that you couldn't get you couldn't get in there. Hey. We, we thought climbing in there and sliding down and landing in the pile of laundry would just be fantastic. Yeah. We yelled down there all the time. Hey, <laughs> right, right. I, yeah, the the only deprivation really thinking about the one bathroom thing was that there was no exhaust fan in ours. And uh, it, 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 that was nasty. Hey, you get used to it. I don't even remember thinking about it. But, yeah. you know, it had to be. I remember Maybe those, your diet was different than my family's or we, something. We used the it's laundry. kind of foul in the wintertime when everything's sealed up tight. I remember I, using the laundry chute mostly uh, when my brother Jeff locked himself in the basement by accident. It was a terrible snowstorm in Wisconsin. And uh, the door had one of those little sliding locks on it from the inside with the chain. <laughs> Wait a minute. What happened there? Uh, my finger slipped. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. And just one of those chain things, and he was a, little, he was a young enough kid, he could barely oh, reach it. And okay. For some reason, he went into the basement and locked the door and then couldn't reach it to unlock it. Ah. And so he was stuck in the basement, and I was throwing him food and water down the laundry chute. Oh, that's hilarious. Surprise! To rescue, standing I love down the well. A very old Simpsons And we were in an reference. insane Wisconsin snowstorm, and my dad wasn't, he was stuck somewhere else. He was yeah. in a different town. He couldn't get home. So our neighbor had to walk down the highway backwards in the blizzard to try to find our house and come and uh, take oh. the hinges off the door so my brother could get out. Wow. wow. Very exciting. But I was throwing food and water down the laundry chute. How long did this go <laughs> on? A period of days? <laughs> I think it was hours. <laughs> but it was very exciting. Wow. <laughs> I can still so remember it. flip the hook in but couldn't get up there to get it out. Yeah. I'll be dang. This is like pre-water bottle era, right? So oh, was yeah. it just like thermoses and water? I, I don't remember that, but I remember throwing like sandwiches or That's something crazy. down there. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, like he's going to starve in an hour. <laughs> why is there a lock on that side? Is I don't remember why. zombies out? I don't remember why. Why was there a lock on that side? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I do remember why. Because our shower, the only shower we had in the house was just a shower spigot in the corner of the basement. Right. My first shower I ever took was yeah. just in the corner of this wide open, uh, freezing cold basement on the cement. Right, right. Where everybody could see you and just... So you would lock that door so, right, so you didn't so somebody didn't come down the stairs. Yeah, not yeah. so much a shower as the place where janitors empty their mop buckets. It was very well. Actually, was yeah, with yeah. a big drain and the sump pump thing next to it. Yeah, it was my very... first job in radio. We had that. That was the only shower in the house. We rented a house and it had an unfinished basement. And yeah, it, this was in central Illinois. And in the middle of the winter time, it would be thirty some degrees down there. <laughs> and I would fire up that shower. I showered like a submariner. I oh, mean, I was in and out of that thing. Cold. I could wash my hands. You couldn't even see my hands. And then you wrap the towel. I had a robe. That's the only robe-wearing experience of my life. And just scurry upstairs with icicles forming on my earlobes. But hey, hey, I want to tell you this because I don't, top. I don't know how many stations are going to leave us for the bar hearings that are about to happen in Washington, D.C. The Senate Judiciary Committee led by Lindsey Graham and with three presidential candidates on the committee looking to make their bones and get a little attention are going to be quizzing uh, Attorney General Barr about the Mueller report and other things. Um, so some stations, I guess, are going to cover that. I just want to let you know, I read, I just have looked through the opening statement from Mr. Barr. It is long, detailed, and he's a slow-talking uh, flat toner. So Four pages, single-spaced legalese. I mean, if you dig that Enjoy. sort of thing and, you, and, you, and your station brings you that, that's then, you know, the, fine. But and I'm the just, redaction of the fourth party with... Precedent from Article Nine, we decided that that was the relevant protecting of the people. But that's my <laughs> exciting part. Yeah, yeah. But, but for most of us, we're 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 staying here and continuing to do our thing, and we're going to talk about a number of things. I just yeah. want to let you know, I don't think you're missing anything super exciting. No, we're going to mine for highlights. That's what we do. If you want to be entertained, 
Stay tuned. Oh, when Cory Booker gets his chance to talk, when Kamala Harris gets her chance to talk, they're gonna they're gonna do something to make some headlines. They're gonna try to shatter his credibility. But that might be three hours from now when that happens. Yeah. So shatter his credibility? Yeah, they're just gonna try to tear apart Barr's credibility. I can't believe anybody is still del- hammering anything on the Mueller report at this point. It's it's terrible politics. And frankly, I think it's bad media. Just nobody cares, America-wise. The obstruction thing, if there's anything there, they'll hold hearings for the next 6 to 12 months and then announce uh, we're going to do something or impeach or just try to get somebody better elected or what have you. Uh, just there, There is no interest in this. Now, we can mine the really fun parts of it and bring them to you, and that is interesting, but I don't know. Who's, who's going to really swing for the fences today? The presidential candidates, because I think they, I think they all three are going to swing for the fences. But I think Cory Booker's, he, he's, he, he has attempted this in the past. He's not getting a lot of attention. I think he's got to throw the long ball. Kamala's Stalin as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Booker's really kind of fallen out of the the top of the mind share of who's running for president. I think he's going to try to reestablish himself. And, and, and this is a chance to get on the soundbite that is played on every dang TV and radio show for the next 24 hours. Well, he went for the long ball earlier, Jack, with this whole Spartacus moment, right? If you remember that. Which is still mocked. Yes, and mockable. Uh, so he's he's known for swinging, swinging and corkscrewing himself into the ground a la Bugs Bunny. If you don't know what we're talking about, he made a claim that he was going to risk losing his job as a senator to make sure some information got released and that the information had already been released. It was just part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ball and sports, and the ball, did you see uh, Steph Curry dislocated finger last night in the oh. NBA game? Mm. Ooh, that was gruesome to see. It's not supposed to point that way. It's supposed to point that way. Pointing the right finger's pointing the wrong way. Who are you pointing at? To your left. And then they went in the locker room and straightened it out, and he screamed OF and came back in the game. Oh, boy. That's the way that worked out. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.